Hello, my name is Morse, and I'm a porn addict. This is my podcast, my so-called porn life addiction. Porn struggles from a queer black man. This podcast is from someone who continues to fight the urges and wants to stop. Let's do this together. Hello, my name is Morris Haywood, and I am a porn addict. I'm a black gay porn addict. And um, I'm a begat black gay porn addict doing a podcast. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? Well, it's not crazy. It's actually um, quite real. Mm, and this is going to be a journey of us going together through the eyes of, or through the ears. This is going through the ears of maybe other porn addicts or people that know other porn addicts. Well, my name is Morris, and I've been struggling with porn addiction, I'm going to say since, uh, since I was, well, I'm not going to say, I've been struggling from porn addiction since the age of 12. I am 44 right now. And in this episode, um, I'm going to talk about Morris Haywood at 12 years old. Because in order to know what you're doing, you have to figure out where you came from, right? I mean, that's what people typically say. You got to know the root cause of the addiction. And then you have to own up to that root cause, right? So I told you before, I was, I'm gay, I'm black, I'm a porn addict. Um, but my childhood was full of pornography too as well. I'm just going to keep it real. Um, I remember at the age of three watching Silver Spoons and I'm not sure if I'm dating myself, but I'll tell you, I told my age anyways, watching Silver Spoons. And it was a show about this young white rich kid who basically has a father whose mother has passed away and um, he's growing up rich. Basically, they're silver spoons. You know, both his father and both his both the son are basically rich due to due to family business. Um, it's a great show. I watched it. I was three years old watching it, and I noticed Ricky Schroeder. He's the main character on the show. He's the one with the blonde hair. If you ever seen it before, he has blonde hair, and he's this very white kid. Um, in fact. Um, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on that show too as well, but that's a different story. Actually, I'm going to get into that too as well. But at the age of three, I am watching this rich white boy who takes off his shirt on the beach. And I remember the episode exactly because the father also takes off his, 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 his shirt during the episode. And both of them are like, they're both, to me at three years old, very attractive. I'm attracted to Ricky Schroeder because of his nice body. I'm going to say it like that. And I'm watching this as three years old. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, he's cute. So um, I want to watch more of the show because he took off his shirt. That's the one thing that appealed to me. I mean, Ricky Schroeder without a shirt on, give me the episode. Uh, and so uh, I was 
I remember watching it and being at my mom's house. My mom was married to um, uh, my mom was married to my stepfather, and my stepfather had kids. And my stepsisters said, "Well, Morris, who?" who you know, who do you, who would you love to, I forgot, who do you love to date her? Who do you think is cute? And, you know, all this sort of, I think they asked that question. And I said, oh, Ricky Schroeder. And I remember saying that, and eventually they laughed. They said, you can't be, you can't like Ricky Schroeder. He's a guy. My mom overheard this, and she punished me. Not in a bad way. She just told me to go to the room, and, and you're grounded. Eventually, she came into the room. She says, do you know why you should not say what you said? And I'm thinking to myself, well, mama, they asked me, who do I like? Who do I think is cute? And I said, Ricky Schroeder. She looked at me again, and she asked the same question. And I said, because it's wrong? Just like that as a question. I remember that. She says, yes. Have you learned your lesson? I then said, yeah, okay. And I remember that, that looking at Ricky Schroeder being gay and looking at Ricky Schroeder was wrong. But I wanted to see more of Ricky Schroeder. And what appealed to me more is I wanted to see with Ricky Schroeder without a shirt on as a kid at three years old. Um, let's fast forward a couple of uh, moments. Let's go to age... 11, because that's when I started middle school, and that's when I started meeting boys in middle school, and that's when I started going to gym in middle school, and when I started going to gym in middle school and saw that guys were taking off their shirts, very attractive guys, older guys, it was even more attractive. A guy taking off his shirt, oh my goodness, and he has a ripped body, oh my goodness, and if he comes to me and says, hey, Morris, what are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'm getting talked to the hottest eighth grade or whatever grade football player. And it is more attractive than other. He then tells me that he's dating a girl. And I'm like, ugh, fish always gets him. But I want to see him in the gym in the showers, and I want to see him without his clothes off. Huh, interesting. If I go to the shower right before or after him, I can see that. I can actually see his abs, his chest, his arms, and I can see how he's playing around, and I can see his little booty and everything like that, and it's so attractive. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. Let's go further to high school, and let's even go even further and talk about a crush that I had in high school. His name was Christopher C. I'm say it like that. And Christopher um, was a basketball star. He was a football player. He was heavy into sports. He was in track. And he had a very nice body. In fact, sometimes he would take off his shirt 
when we were outside in the band, because he played band too as well, and he would just start marching. You could just see his light skin and the sweat dripping off of his body, and it was just so appealing. So that was my crush. Um, every time he would take off his shirt, I wanted to see more. One time, I think someone teased him while he took off his shirt because I remember seeing his back and I remember seeing that he had hair right below his butt crack. And that turned me on even more. I was like, whoa, I wanted to see more. But I knew I couldn't because he's a boy and I'm a, I'm a boy and boys don't talk to boys like that. So now I know what gay is, and now I know what black is, and I know the two things I have in common is boys without shirts. I want to rewind back to 12 years old, and I want to tell you when I first got introduced to porn. Um, I first got introduced to porn uh, at my cousin's house, and there was a videotape. Um, In his room, he actually had a VCR. And in his closet, there was a roach. A roach just was crawling out. And I'm scared of roaches to this day. There was a roach, and the roach was crawling. All you could hear was his, all you could hear was that, through clothes. So I'm like, I'm going to kill this roach. I cannot go to sleep. Everybody's sleeping in this house. It's like midnight. There's a roach in this, there's a roach in this closet, and I can't go to sleep. So I'm going to find this roach, I'm going to kill this roach, and I'm going to do it. So I go to the closet, open the door slowly to see where the roach is at. I see it's on the wall. I get a shoe. I hit it with the shoe. And then the roach falls down. Now, I got to pick the roach up because I don't want the roach standing and making babies or whatever. So I pick the roach up. I find something. And I notice underneath where the roach was at and the roach was under under some clothes i noticed a tape it was a videotape i'm like what is this going on what's this videotape going in here and so me being nosy my cousin was like 18 and you know he was in college and he had a lot of stuff in his room i was like what's on this tape and so i put the tape in the tape deck and voila a man is fucking a woman. He has his shirt off and he has a nice body. Uh, I'm just noticing this white guy and he's having sex with this, with this, with this, uh, with this white girl. And he's really masculine and he's really hairy and he's really just rugged and his body's chiseled. And I'm thinking, Ooh, this is kind of like a Ricky Schroeder. I mean, he is, Hot. Um, He's very hot. I want to go back one more time. And I'm going to go back to 10. And I want to go back to magazines. Playboy magazines. Playboy magazines caters to the man watching the woman. But sometimes they have segments in the Playgirl magazine that the man is having sex with the woman. And they typically are all white. And what I noticed is the man being very um, dominant in the pictures. And this is my uncle's Playboy magazine that I'm talking about. Um, 
And it looks like Ricky Schroeder. He's a blonde. He's a white guy. That's cute. Now I'm at 12 again, and I'm watching not only in print, I'm watching it on TV, and I'm seeing the effects of it. My dick is getting hard now. He's showing what this picture was telling, and he's showing it in a way that's very manly and that's very authentic, and that's very, oh, it's like, I wish I could be this woman, you know? So um, I'd find out my dick's card, and I want to rub it, and I rub it. I rub it for about maybe about five minutes. Just like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. And I burst. Come on the floor everywhere. I'm just like, whoa, what was that? But it felt good. Like, what? Oh, let's try that again. And I tried it again. And I remember doing it like two times in the night. And it was like, wow. Okay, so I had to go to sleep eventually, right? Because it was, at that time, I was doing a five-minute segment. And that was at, I went to sleep at one o'clock. I can remember that. This is where it started. I go to sleep, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating going back to bed at, 11 o'clock when everybody's asleep and doing what I do again. In fact, my mind is thinking, wow, what else is on that tape? And if there are any more tapes in that room, what would I be able to see? And how can I get to it early? So my aunt, um, I'm trying to persuade my aunt to go to sleep early so I can go back to my room, I'll go back to that room and jack off. And I think to myself, how can I get her to go to sleep? So the, the, the objective of that night was to get her to sleep so I can go and I can go into the room and jack off. That's eventually what I had to do. I did that the next night and I stayed there for about three days. And all those three days, I did that. Now I had to go home. Now I'm wanting more. Now I'm wanting more. Um, we don't have a VCR at the house, so now I have to rely on something different, something to help me please myself. Um, luckily, with that magazine that came from my uncle's house, I can get that, and that can fulfill my mind. Now, now my mind's going into, I need porn as a child. I need to jack off to something. I can't I don't, I don't know what the definition is of sexual intercourse i just know that my dick gets hard when i look at those pictures and when i analyze what or when i fantasize about what that man is doing i don't even know what sex is so let's fast forward more years let's fast forward to um let's fast forward back to uh, Chris, Chris C. So there was a school trip that I was taking with the band and Chris was in the band and the trip was to New Orleans and, uh, the teachers or the, the band teachers, the band instructors tell us, Hey, um, you guys, you got to choose your roommate. And when you choose your roommate, just choose them wisely. And, you know, 
boys can only be with the boys and girls can only be with the girls. And as a gay individual, that time I'm thinking, ooh, well, who can I be with? Chris. <laughs> that's the first person that I was like, that's who I got to be in with. I got to figure out how I can be in that room with Chris. Somehow I figured out how to do the, how to be in the room. I kind of was nice to him and I'm just like, oh, how you doing? And, and, and there are three of the, and mind you, but this time, this is a band trip, right? And on band trips, they typically do four to a room and they do four boys and then four girls. And so, um, we were, you know, I, I definitely roomed with Chris and then I had Chris pick out his own friends. So the thing that I really wanted to do was I really wanted to see Chris without his shirt on and with his underwear on. That was the goal. That was the goal of the night. And um, I got to see it. And as soon as when I saw it, I photographed that in my head and thought, let me go to the bathroom. Let me masturbate in the bathroom. Oh, he's so sexy as hell. Oh, and Chris was sexy. He was fine. Now I have this crush on this black guy. And he is very hot. And um, yeah. I've, 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 I've solidified seeing Chris without a shirt on with underwear on and I could see his penis. Now I have more of a crush on, on, on Chris. Now I want to be that woman in that video. And I want to say, I want to get fucked by Chris. I want to get fucked by Chris. Chris would be a great fuck. I want Chris to treat me like the woman was treated from that white man fucking him. And this is not a white man anymore. This is a black man. This is a black black student. This is a black child. He's an old he's a year older than me. At this time I'm like 15. He's like 16. And he's just this god. Wow, you're so sexy. At the the next year, I was able to tell him that I had a crush on him. Um, and he, I told him the first thing he did was say, you know, I'm not gay. And, um, you know, it, it, it made me kind of feel bad about myself. Um, I did all this work for nothing. You know, I can't at least be his boyfriend or at least suck his dick. So, um, yeah, I, I felt shame. I felt, um, I felt bad. I really felt bad. That was, uh, that was a bad night. Uh, yeah. I remember going back home and, um, just crying for a long time. I was embarrassed most of it. Most of the time I was crying. And the thing about the, the the tears were I was relieved, but then I was so sad. Like, I, I felt like I was able to tell somebody I was gay. And he was the first person I ever told I was gay. And then he kind of deflated the idea of us even hooking up. So you know what I did? I went to the bathroom and I pulled out that Playboy magazine. I started jacking off, and it made me feel better. Um, and that's 
kind of how my porn life started. Um, in college, uh, I started taking, I started going and, and, and getting magazines and hiding them under my bed and jacking off when I could. I had a roommate in the room and I would just watch, see, see the porn every day. He bought a VCR. I would go to the v, to the VH store and try to look at porn and, you know, try to do that. And, you know, it was just, it was a, that was the start of my journey. That's how I started getting addicted to porn. And it made me feel a certain way. It made me feel better when I was down. It made me feel great when somebody rejected me. The porn was my boyfriend. I mean, I was literally addicted to a guy on TV. And that guy on TV was somebody who was so attractive that I couldn't stop fantasizing about him. And I wanted to see more of him. There were even times when um, my roommate would go into the bathroom. We had a shared bathroom in college. And um, I would time the amount of seconds he would be in the bathroom in order to put a tape in, jack off real quick, and come out. And I would hear what he would... I hear, I heard his movements in the restroom that made me aware of the time and his schedule. Like he moved his bowels first and, you know, he, um, he would take a shower and the shower would be so loud that he couldn't hear. And I would be in the room jacking off for a quick five minutes or quick, whatever minute or however he was. And that was it. That was the end of my porn addiction. I could at least get that in every night. Then I started graduating from college. I started going on to the chat lines and trying to meet up with guys. But a lot of guys didn't want didn't like skinny scrawny me. I had glasses. I looked like Urkel. So a lot of guys didn't want to see that. So so because a lot of guys didn't want to see that, I was getting rejected. But porn wasn't rejecting me. Porn was actually in my life. You know, I would hide video tape. At one point I had a case full of VHS tapes. And I knew what was on each case. And I had like 10 in rows. I had like a, I could put 30 VHS tapes in a a, 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 a Rubbermaid cover. And I could actually like, hey, I have a whole, I have a library here of VHS tapes. Eventually they went to DVDs and, um, you know, after that, they went into, you know, online. When online came, that's when things got crazy. And that's my next episode. Things got wild. Did you have a high school crush? Did you have someone that, that you kind of uh, manipulated to see a part of their body or to do something for you to get a kick out of. Make sure to put a comment about that because I think we've all had a crush, but sometimes our crushes are a little bit a little bit more than just a crush. Maybe an obsession. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, um, and we'll go on this journey together. This porn addiction journey. Thanks again. Have a good one. Do you struggle? You aren't alone. 
start a conversation with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Reddit at MySCPA2023. You don't have to do this alone. We can do this together.